Hello everyone. Hello, hello. I'm Tony. And I'm Tally. And we are the, the Lazy, Lazy Book Lovers. This is a podcast for book lovers who procrastinate about reading and have never ending to be read files. Today is part two of our latest reading update. So if you haven't listened to part one, like who are you? Go back please. <laughs> who do you think you are? Is she? <laughs> um Yes, this is part two of what we've been reading lately. It's not of a specific month because of the way we record these. This is like August reads or something. It's just like how many weeks it's been since our last reading update. That's what we've read. Yeah, it's just if you want to follow more closely, I would suggest going to our story graphs, which are linked in our card. Or our, each of us have Instagram where we post about yeah, this stuff as well. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm very disorganised on my story graph. It's just chaos. I've been really trying with mine. Um, the the streak feature is ch- is chasing me. It's getting, getting me. Up. It's getting me. I managed to because it's not the case of that I'm not reading. It's like remembering to update it, mm-hmm. and I made it to 18 days. The furthest I made it was 18 days, and I've been chasing that ever since. Yeah, <laughs> chasing that high, <laughs> just like that nice little dopamine kick of like, mm. oh, flame! You've got a streak, and I'm like, yay! Yeah, um, I've not had that flame for a while. Yeah, I think January. <laughs> I'm determined especially like while I'm not working I'm like no <laughs> I will get you I will do this uh, do you want to go first because right. you have more okay yeah so um, I read a couple of middle grades this month okay I'm, I'm, I'm on my middle grade you're on the middle grade yeah right? and I like them as a nice transitional piece um, <laughs> for my summer to my spooky because mm-hmm. middle grade is spoopy. Yeah, spooky. you're ready for spoopy times. Yeah, so they're like my little transitional. Anyway, you're I so read... ready for the weather to turn. <laughs> when we had that autumn weather, I was like, yes, happy. Yeah, we had like a week of autumn and then summer came back. <laughs> yeah, I was like already dreaming of my jumpers. Mm. I was, I was like pulling out my mugs to the front that like more autumn-y and mm. just ruined. Yeah, it, it, it tricked me. Um. So I read Spellcasters by Crystal Sung. This was part Mm. of a uh, tour. Um, And so this follows um, a young girl called Jenny Mm. who uh, has just moved to... um, Her parents are working away or something and she's just moved in with her grandparents in a new town. So she's the new girl at school and she's worried that she's not going to make friends, etc. And she ends up making three new friends, and uh, they form a band, which they call the Spellcasters. And on her first day of school, something happens that unlocks uh, like magical powers all the girls have okay. through their ancestry. So it's a very diverse book in terms mm. of the characters. They're all from different heritages. Heritage? Um, and they unlock like magical powers that will come through their ancestors and they use these magical powers to fight a uh, ancient evil spirit that uh, gets accidentally okay. released in the in the town and it's really cute and it's really fun and it's all about friendship oh. and they have that and it's the start of a series of course and um, of course yeah. And they uh, they need to stop an evil spirit, 
and then you just save the local community centre and that's the stakes <laughs> of the book and I forgot how much I love middle grade because mm. it's just cute. Because the stakes aren't like life and death, it's just yeah. like save the community centre, yeah, cute. Um, it's for readers seven and up but I was trying to get my son to read it with me. I was like mm. we can do a chapter a night and um, he is at this horrible little stage that he's picked up from school where he didn't want to read it because it's about girls. Stupid girls. So I was like, well, whoever told you that at school is stupid. It's a silly. It's a silly boo. Stupid boys at school. Stupid boys. <laughs> yeah, stupid so boy books. Maybe, maybe in the future he'll let me yeah, read it. Maybe. I really want to read the Edge Chronicles to him. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm worried they're a bit... I mean, they're middle grade, so they're actually like age six seven or eight upwards mm. aren't they i'm worried maybe they might be a little too scary so um i think this winter as a gift to myself i'm gonna reread all the series not as a gift to myself sorry um to check <laughs> if it's uh, safe to read to myself yeah, it is a gift for yourself though <laughs> yeah and then oh maybe i can't you... wait to read them to him well maybe when you reread i should read read because i bought the series in there have you got them okay <gasps> yes, you did. Do you, do you want to try Let's reading that? I mean, every, every, that every, time we, every time we try and buddy read, it fails epically because we're always in different spaces. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Done. Right. Yeah, it was, yeah, so check it out. It was cute. Read it to your mm-hmm. kids if they're not silly about girls. Silly girls. <laughs> so, should I do mine? Yeah, go on. So. I this is the I'm gonna squidge two together. Mm-hmm. So I listened to books four and five in the Waldo Rabbit series by Nelson Teresa. If you've listened to any of our previous reading updates, you know you've heard me talk about this before. Uh, but basically, Waldo is from a country of sorcerers that are all ne- into necromancy. There's seven powerful families that rule them. He is the heir to one of them. And all the powerful families were like, he's half white mage. We don't believe he can rule. So on, And you have to do your first quest before you're allowed to be declared officially heir. And they're like, they set impossible rules for his first quest. Did you mention it? He's a rabbit. He's not. He's not a rabbit. Oh, is he not a rabbit? I thought he was a rabbit. I'd, I have explained the rabbit thing to you, but I will do it again for the benefit Please, because I've forgotten and I'm still picturing him as a rabbit. No. No, he's a person. Why would he be a rabbit? Because he's called Waldo Rabbit. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wait, this whole time? Have you been picturing a rabbit this whole time? This rabbit dark sorcerer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, when you were talking about him and his sexy wife or whatever. His succubus whole, I, wife. Yeah, you were picturing he was a rabbit. rabbit this whole time. I've been talking about this book for months. <laughs> at no point did you query did that. Did I know a question? <laughs> no, it just made sense to me. <laughs> no, okay. The reason he's called Waldo Rabbit, so Rabbit isn't his real surname. His first name's Waldo, and he's from the Corpse Lover family. So he would be Waldo Corpse Lover. That's his mm. real name. But then when he goes, he crosses into other countries that aren't ruled by dark sorcerers, that have different morals i guess and he crosses into there and he sees a rabbit and he finds them terrifying 
Yeah. So then what he does to be able to, like, because white mages are from a different country called Avalon, and they have, they um, go around and help people. So people sort of begrudgingly give them a lot of privileges because they're powerful, so, and they help people for free. Mm. So everyone's a bit suspicious of them, but allow them a lot of freedom. That's suspicious. <laughs> so basically, Waldo figures out that if he goes around pretending to be a white mage, but really does terrible things to ruin their name he's like it'll make me look good in the eyes of everyone back home I remember this guy, yeah. and because he found rabbits terrifying he was out of being named after the most terrifying creature on earth rabbit and his wife the succubus doesn't have the heart to tell him <laughs> i remember that basically but also i've been picturing him as a rabbit every step of this way well good job he wears a white robe so close <laughs> So I was literally picturing him with a human wife and a rabbit, and I didn't question it. Yeah, and a, a troll that, that likes to be that whipped. <laughs> yeah, is it weird I didn't question it? No. No, it's not, is it? Yeah, it might be. I mean, it's like it a fun be, fantasy It's probably book, fine. So, yeah. <laughs> it's what you, what, the book is what you make of it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> when I listen to it, I'm going to picture him as a rabbit. Yeah. So we've been following Waldo as he completes the terms of his quest basically so he has to get three great monsters bound to him as familiars the first one is the succubus that he accidentally marries um but not not according to the laws of his country according to the laws of hers and he's just like quietly not mentioning the fact that when they go home to his country they're technically not married she's just a familiar um (gasps) and he's afraid of what will happen (laughs) and like basically usually the rules with your familiars that you bind to you is like they have to obey obey you without question and they can't hurt you um but alice will quite happily just kick him and will disobey him as you do yeah and she like doesn't want to use her succulent powers against people and he's always like but why because he's from a land of dark sorcerers who are quite i don't know liberal about they have sex slaves who are they choose to be sex slaves and they quite enjoy their lives as sex slaves and then he gets edu- part of his education is learning how to take care of sex slaves so he's quite casual about these sorts of things mm. <laughs> um and he's been shown how to like torture for like torturing reasons and torture for pleasurable reasons and then he's second familiar is a, a troll or not no a ogre who likes to be whipped sexually um, and he's just like, you did a good day- job today, Gronk. What would you like to do today? What? And then they have like weird names for the different torture techniques. And he's like, tonight we're going to do sailor and something. And he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and he's just going about fulfilling his quest and leaving like literal like chaos in his wake. So the book before book four, he had gone to a specific city in the hope of finding a map that would tell him where a dragon is because getting so, a dragon egg is one of the terms of his thing is he in a world like ours uh no no okay it's like a made-up world okay so he's but he was in alice's country and now he's moved on to a different country and he's gone to this and it's this golden city and it's famed for its wealth world over and he mm. gets there and it's all magical artifice that's made the walls golden and stuff mm. this is book three um and he's like i just want a map I just want a map so I can go find this dragon. Uh, so he makes a deal with these elves that no one likes. And everyone's like, why is a white mage making deals with elves? They don't like elves. And he's like, oh, because we're taking over the world. He also invents a religion just to practice lying. Uh, but that lie is so successful, it starts a rebellion. <laughs> and then he just leaves the city with a rebellion in his way. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is an actual white mage he's come across and basically accidentally made fall in love with him by making too much of a powerful love, love, love potion. 
So she hates everything he stands for. She doesn't know he's a dark sorcerer. She mm. thinks he's a white mage gone rogue. Yeah. And she's determined to save him because she loves him so much. And then she stays behind. So book four, she stayed behind in the city. He's basically ruined and taken control of the city. And so it's so the, there's a secondary storyline following her and like the stuff like that. Mm. She manages to bind Waldo to her, mm. but not in the same way as it is with familiars. It's different. So she, she like always knows where he is, but he's too far away and she's trying to deal with the wreckage he left behind because she's like, I'm a good person. Um, and they go off to find their dragon, basically. And then he finds the dragon, and the dragon is uh, a drunk. <laughs> of course. Um, he's like, she's like, I'm only 200. I'm like, not having a baby yet. Like, how, why, why would I have a dragon dead? She's like, I'm only young. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, and he's trying to persuade her to become his third familiar, basically. Um, that's where we were for book five. It's, it's just, it's, it's so just good. silly, goofy, fun fantasy stuff. Yeah. It's just quite funny. There's lots of like it little sarky moments. Like, it's very um, Terry Pratchett. A mixture of Terry Pratchett and like Monty Python. Or yeah, something. yeah, that's pretty like, um, I don't think, we looked this up before, is oh, Dancing Trees yeah. British or not? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but it's very, it feels very British humour. Yeah, I don't know, it's just silly, silly, goofy fun. And there's lots of things like where his succubus wife is quite a prude. And then he's not been raised like, raised with prudish stuff. And they're all, he's always getting into trouble because he's been like, oh, well, if you need to like satisfy your lust urges as a succubus, go sleep around. And she's like, but I'm your wife. And he's like, no, he's American. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's very British humour. Yeah. yeah. She's like, but I'm your wife. I shouldn't sleep around. And he's like, why, though? And she's like, because I'm your wife. You're supposed to care if other men look at me or want to touch me. And he's like, why, though? Because I'm fucking He's like, but you're a succubus. And also, yeah. like, we I'm don't have the same it. rules about fidelity, so... <laughs> And he's like, also, he's like, when we go back to my country, we won't really be married, yeah. and my mother is going to make me marry a sorceress, and you're going to be pissed off, and I can have multiple wives. I'm allowed to have multiple wives, so I can then marry you, but you will not be. <laughs> you will not be impressed. But she doesn't know that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's very um, defensive of him. Mm. She's very um, protective. Slash, what's the word I'm looking for? Possessive. Possessive. Thank you. Because mm. they like meet a pretty princess that he's supposed to rescue. Um, while he's pretending to be a white mage and Alice is just like squints eyes at him and she tries to seduce Waldo and Alice is like gone from, gone from saying we should save the, the fragile princess to um, she drops the princess out of a window <laughs> what? <laughs> she's like no she jumped and Waldo's just like I couldn't give a shit yeah like, I literally don't care like death does not bother me <laughs> whatever moving on that fun. Yeah, they are very good fun. Only a couple of them are for free on Audible and the rest are paid. So that's why it's taking so long to get through them. But this is all the ones that are currently out. I did have a snoop on the author's Facebook page, which I've now followed. Um, and he is writing the next one. Yeah, it's weird that his social media is Facebook. I know. It's very old-fashioned. Yeah. And there's only like 250 followers on the thing. So random, isn't it? This is why all my reviews that I've posted of this so far, I've got... Oh, no, I haven't done reviews of this one. It's the other one. But anyway, I think I'll be one of the few people that get hits for this when I do post it on my blog. Yeah, Yeah, they are good fun. I enjoy them. Please, please go listen. 
Yeah, I'll definitely listen to the free ones at mm-hmm. least, and then I'll probably get um, addicted and want to carry on. I think I listened to the last one on Scribed. So they might all be free on Scribed, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, Rabbit the, Rabbit the Barbarian, the last one that I just listened to, was on Scribed. Uh, oh, they're all on there. Mm. Ah, they're mm-hmm. They're all really short. Yeah. Although my priority for listening to lots of audiobooks this month is uh, Skullduggery. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Can't face Derek Landy a year and a half after we first met him and he's like, no, I still haven't got past halfway through book 12. Yeah. <laughs> Not that he'll know, but he won't. I don't know. Really he know. might remember us. You don't know. You probably won't remember us. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on how many people he met that were like, we love your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the first thing. So sad Laura's not here. Yeah, we're oh so God, we'll, sad. Do you reckon Laura will be on that tour? That'd be amazing. That'd be really fun. Okay, so I read as part of the Romance Reader long I'm doing for with Tandem Collective. Mm-hmm. I feel like my voice has gone really croaky. Um, I read Wanderlust Wonderlust by L. Everhart. Oh, my throat really hurts suddenly. Um... <clears throat> So this is a four-month romance readathon I've been doing with them, mm. um, and this was this month's read-along. Uh, so it follows a a woman called Dylan, who's a um, a, a magazine writer, and she kind of mm. like hates her life basically. Well, not hates her life, but she's having a rough time. So she writes for um, a magazine called like. Buxom, I think it's called, and it has a lot of um, like sex tips and stuff like that. Kind of like one of those moments, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and she has had uh, a bit of a a rough experience, um, which is kind of mentioned at the beginning, and you find out about it as you go along. Mm. But basically, like when they were doing the abortion votes in Ireland. Mm. Oh, she's ba- this is based in London. So she's British, and when they're doing the when they did the abortion referendum or whatever in Ireland, mm. whenever that was like a couple of years ago, it's recent, yeah. Yeah, um, she wrote uh, an article for this magazine about a abortion she had in college, no, in university, yeah, um, and she got doxxed from that and like loads of hate messages, yeah. Um, it got to a point that her and her flatmate had to move because mm. of it, and so she's still kind of reeling from that because, yeah, scary. It was a bit shit. Um, and one day she's having a bit of a rough day at work. Her boss is a bit of a dick, and she uh, is listening to a radio station while she's working, and they're doing a giveaway for a uh, once in a lifetime trip around the world, and she's like, do you know what? I might as well just ring yeah. up and she gets through mm. so like the, someone gets through first it's the 10th caller and then they tell them the catch is we, you have to take someone with you mm. but we pick someone at random from your contacts in your phone and that's the person you have to travel with and right. that woman's like no I don't want to risk it thanks anyway so Dylan starts to phone up and mm. then she gets free and she gets picked and she goes in and they pick a random contact. And it is a guy she met on a night out months ago who she uh, ghosted <laughs> um, called Jack. <laughs> and so they phone up Jack and they're like, hey, do you remember Dylan? And he's like, yeah. And she, but she doesn't remember him at all. Yeah. He saved us Jack the Posho in her phone and she can't remember <laughs> who it is. And Jack's like, yeah, I remember Dylan. And they're like, oh, so you two were like uh, exes? And he's like, 
No, um, she ghosted me. She never phoned me. I had we were meant to go on a date, but she never phoned me. I had a restaurant picked out and everything, and oh. the dinner sitting there like, well, this is all good. Um, I just want a world trip. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, will you go on this trip with her? And he's like, oh, it'll make her think quite hard for me, but yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, sure. So um, yeah, they what the fuck? <laughs> so they go on this trip together, and you find out more about them. So he's in like he's in a job he hates and he ends up leaving the job to go on the trip um because he couldn't get the time off. Yeah. And they uh get to know each other and they experience all this fun stuff around the world and they romance because it's a romance. Oh, probably book. I'm gonna like that one probably. It was really, really fun. Mm. It was really I've said that about a lot of books, but this really was fun. Um well, but who goes on a holiday with a pet rando from a bar that ghosted you? Who does a world trip with someone like that? As someone that wants a world trip, maybe. I mean, to be fair, that's something I would do for a paid world trip. I mean, because I was thinking about it and I was like, would I do it? And I was like, well, I I don't clear out my contacts, so I would be very nervous if they were picking someone from my contacts. Oh, I had a little, I had a little call mm, earlier this I year. I that. My partner was, I asked my partner if he would do it, and he was like, well, I have a lot of customers saved, and that'd be awkward. Mm. They phoned up and was like, remember Nick, your logsmith? <laughs> do you want to go on a world trip with him? Um, but yeah, so like, whilst they're on the trip, they kind of help each other come out of their shells. Mm. They both realise what they want to do with their lives. She tells her boss to stick it like they yeah, yeah blah 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 it's, it's, I, I like it was, I like it, was it. Good. I like it when they go on journeys yeah and they self-improvement and um, it was like I would say it was like two stars spice wise yeah a lot of these ones are and they didn't have um, miscommunication mm. they had um, someone done fucked up they didn't admit to it straight away. Yeah. It came out, the other person was rightfully angry about it, as opposed to miscommunication, mm. which I hate. I hate third act miscommunication in romance. I don't like it when it's poorly done or whether it, where it's so, so blindingly obvious. And we can, like, you can be kind of an obtuse person who doesn't pick up on these things mm. to a certain extent, but there's a certain point where it's just like, nah, this is just the. When it's something that two grown up people would just talk about in real life. Ali Hazelwood does do this. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But they suddenly act like teenagers and can't talk. Yeah. yeah no. Like in um in Loath to Love You, the one with the Nordic guy when she's stuck in the lift oh, with him. Yeah. And he thinks, he was basically, he thinks that the sex was too rough and he's been feeling really bad thinking he didn't he got the consent lines wrong mm. and that's what he thinks has gone wrong and the whole time she was like oh yeah no you poached some of my customers <laughs> so I'm like and that's their, mi- that's their miscommunication <laughs> in the elevator until they get to the point where she's like what the fuck are you talking about and he's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> it's so just like oh god that's so typical mm. she's like thinking about work and he's thinking about sex <sighs> oh. Um yeah. So on that theme, mm. my next one is a romance. <laughs> Yay! Oh no, wait. No it isn't. Ah. Oh. Can you do the romance though next? I might as well do it now. Cuz I want I've got another it. romance as well, so we'll do that. Okay, I will finish on my fantasy one yeah. for me. Okay. Okay, I read Beach Read by Emily Henry. Yay! Um this was the week that I was fired. <laughs> well, made redundant. It's not fired. It's not the same thing. 
So this is a nice escapism? Or? Yeah, that's basically... Um, I was... I had actually started Babel that week. Um, but Babel was not the vibe for the week where you're having multiple meetings about why you might lose your job. So I popped home for something else, actually. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to get something fluffy. Um, Good choice. So I got myself a fluffy romance. And I actually read it on one, one of the days where I took myself to the... We have an outdoor pool near, near uh, both of us. So I took myself to the outdoor pool for the day and read it. Steph, I've got quite a collection now. Yeah, I was just checking out. You've got book lovers as well. Yep. I like book lovers. Um, I just bought the last Ellie Hazelwood that I didn't have yet. The Love theoretically, theoretically. Yeah. Um, and then I've got this one. Oh, I want to read that. Yeah, that one. Um, there was actually sent to me and my friend, who's one of our listeners, who lives in Japan. Aww. She was like, I finished it. She's like, I'm no, I'm not going to keep it. Do you want to read it? And I was like, Yes, please. Oh. And then she very kindly posted it without even asking me to pay postage. Oh, we love you. That was very nice of her. She tried to send me her Twilight books as well, but um, they were very expensive to post. I can imagine because <laughs> those bitches are heavy. I don't know. Am I? I'm gonna wait for the weather to turn. I think they might be my spooky season. Re- They're reads. a good autumnal read. Yeah, I saw a TikTok today that the weather's feeling very. Ha, 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 yeah, ha. Like, I can't do the. Can you do the noise? Oh, no. The, um, <laughs> the, 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 the um, twilight, especially new moon mm. when at the beginning when she's just looking out the window. Yeah, that's it. That's all autumn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's being in autumn. Yeah. It starts to get dark early. Yeah, so Beach Reed, basically our main character, the female main character, inherits a cabin on a lake, um, but the cabin is like the cabin where her dad used to have an affair, so she's got mixed feelings about being there. Um, and then she realises she ends up in a cabin right next door to her school nemesis. And they're both authors. Both, author- both of them are authors. So they basically start making jokes about how they both got writer's block. And they basically decide to do I've said basically about 100 times now they decide to do like to help them break their writer's block they decide to swap genres because she believes he doesn't respect her genre which is romance Uh, and his his is like kind of Um, dystopian real life yeah like literary fiction literary of, fiction yeah. but it's heavily based on real life he does a lots of like in-depth research mm. and his current book he's trying to write has, he's like, been researching um, for like five years it's like yeah really it's into a cult heavy, yeah so it's based in a cult so he's so the backdrop of the book's story would be a cult so they decide to swap genres but keep writing their current ideas <laughs> kind of thing um and as part of the swapping genres they do at the weekends they they do education days in each of their genres so he takes her out for research trips for his cult book and she takes him out for like romance book trope moments like dates so they get dates essentially so they go like to the carnival together and like they go out like i can't remember they do like they do a beach walk with one of them they cook together at one point like and this is the one where they went to college together yeah right? and they hated each other at college or, well so, so they she remember, thinks yeah she remembers it as hatred yeah. it was a miscommunication all along but i really like this because obviously the main character in this one is like a romance author there's lots of breaking the fourth wall moments mm. if she's like no i'm not some bloody heroine in one of my books that's they do that in book lovers as well yeah and she was like i'm not a heroine in one of my bloody books we're not doing a miscommunication because they're like there's there is a miscommunication and she doesn't have to talk to him about it and they go out for a day trip together and they're like in the woods and isolated because reasons 
Oh, yeah, yeah, when they're, like, camping. Yeah, well, so yeah. he goes to investigate the site where the cult was, mm. and they end up having to camp there because of weather. Um, and she's like, we're not fucking doing this. <laughs> so I like not that she... Happening. I like that she just communicates with him, which is what I really hate about these books, because, like, if these two fucking adults just had a conversation... I don't know if I'm mixing this up with book lovers. Is this the one where she goes to a book group? She gets invited to the book group. So, yeah, so his aunt yeah, 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 that's owns it, yeah. a bookstore, has a book group. It's really just an excuse to get pissed. Yeah, yeah. Um... And, and then like, he we've thinks got an been, author coming along and it's him, isn't it? He thinks yeah. he's been invited as a guest author and then they start talking about some like ridiculous spy novels and he's just like really blindsided about why he's there. Yeah. And he's blatantly his aunt trying to fix the two of them yeah. up. Um, which is how they end up even making the deal they end up making is because she gets completely... The main, female main character gets wasted at this book club because the person his dad had an affair with shows up. Oh, yeah. Um, so she gets wasted and he's like, well, you can't drive back. And she's like, I'll call an Uber. And he's like, there's one Uber driver who finishes at 11pm. Like, n- there's no... And he's half blind. Like, yeah. We're a small town. So he drives her home because they live next door to each other. Um, and that's how they end up coming to a sort of truce and doing this thing. And then she realises over time that maybe she was wrong about how he was at uni and he apologises for some of his more kind of inselly behaviour um, <laughs> back in the day. I really like... I, I mean, it's not a spoiler because it's a romance so they all happily ever after life. Mm. Um, I really like when they uh, have their like little routine of going for dinner at each other's mm. houses and stuff because I like that little mundane bit of yeah. relationships. I love that. Yeah, part. like where they discover like, their daily routine of like, we yeah. get up, I wave at him through the window, we both write for we a write, bit. And we, yeah. yeah, and we remind each other to have lunch or whatever, then we have dinner at each other's Yeah, and we're selling... Or, or when they actually like finally get together before like the miscommunication big moment happens where they're like just having sex and Mm. writing and then they start setting challenges for each other like you can't come over until you've done a thousand words yeah and that kind of stuff i really like that and like they're just just generally friends and it was like real like really rich and like the love of books and then Mm. also like writing stuff as well so it was just like right up my alley all of her books are like that i i having read a lot of ali hayeswood's recently i'm tentatively saying i prefer this mm. i yeah, think this is my favorite one that i've read to say like you you have to pick between the two no i i haven't read any ali hazelwood but i would imagine i would prefer Emily i think Henry. ali hazel ones have their place because yeah. they're very easy reading you know you, you kind of know you know what's going to happen but they're just like nice comfort reads they're mm. the equivalent of chucking friends on the tv yeah they are safe comfy nice reads um, or like whatever your favourite binge show is that you just put on and I've had a rough day and I'm just going to chuck this on yeah. whatever that is it's, it's that equivalent in a book and I think those books have a place I don't think we should like I don't think people look down on them yeah no, like, no. not at all they're, yeah. they're needed they're like a palate cleanser but like nice yeah yeah I don't know whereas I think the, the beach read they definitely had a bit more depth the characters yeah. like it just it just felt a bit more like I don't know I think Ali Hazel you can tell that she's written to a trope yeah, and, and they are very formulaic, yeah. but yeah, I think those books have a place. But I think I, pre- I prefer maybe a bit more plot with my smart. Unfortunately, yeah, we have learned that during your journey. Your journey, yeah. <laughs> Just need some plot. God, so annoying. <laughs> okay, so my next romance. Mm. There is a YA, so a little bit 
different in terms of smell. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, no, I read uh, A Fur Love Story by Lonely. Mm. I really hope I've pronounced your name right. Not that you're listening to this. This follows two Vietnamese-American teenagers who whose parents own um, Vietnamese restaurants opposite each other yeah. and they hate each other and they like <laughs> they like consider each other enemies yeah 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 and um is yeah and then so the kids have never really they go to school together but they've never really oh that feels nice thanks sorry I just started fanning both of us i'm trying to do it quietly <laughs> they've never really um like spoken to each other because yeah. their families feud yeah and um, and then they get um they get like paired up together for a newspaper article and then they realise that they actually get along and mm. then they start diving into the family's feud to try and like work out what happened. Yeah. And they fall in love with each other at the same time. And it's just really say it with me, cute. Really cute <laughs> and fun. Because I've described everything as cute. It's really cute. They each as well like uh, not just it's not just about them falling in love and navigating first love yeah and hiding it from their parents yeah it's also about them because they're from like Vietnamese families and uh, their parents were the generation that moved there so they're the first generation yeah. to be born in, in America um, so their parents on her side anyway so they're, they're called Bao and what is she called Lin so Lin her parents are very much the you need to have a good job you need to do yeah, good yeah yeah like her older sister make our sacrifices worthwhile yes yeah. we we sacrifice everything to come here to give you a better life mm. um her older sister is at college learning to be i can't remember now but something approved by the parents doctor engineer something yeah, yeah. exactly oh yeah uh engineer actually mm. i think no they want Lynn to be an engineer. I can't remember, but Lynn wants to be an artist. That is mm. that is where her passion is. She's good at it. They they allow her to do art as a um, hobby, but she's got to take her real. She's got to do seriously. a serious job, yeah. Um, but she dreams of that being her career. Mm. And then Bao, uh, as um, as a male, he has kind of a different relationship with his parents. Yeah. So his parents just want him to do something he's mm. floundering he's not picking anything and yeah. just want him to do something yeah and then so for the newspaper he starts writing reviews restaurant reviews and she draws the food and that's how they get paired up okay. and they get sent on like basically dates by the editor <laughs> to go check out these restaurants yeah. and write reviews on them and she draws the yeah and then he discovers that he really likes writing and he wants to become a writer and his parents are like okay as long as you take it seriously whereas she yeah. has like the complete opposite yeah so it, it hits a lot of different notes mm. and uh it worked really well um yeah i just i really, really wish fun. uk schools had like school newspapers that were that kind of serious yeah like i know this in films and tv a lot but i think it is genuine like gilmore girls like how seriously they take the news i was speaking out when yeah. i was listening to this because i listened mm. to it as an audio and when i was i was listening to it whilst i was cooking and I was like, oh, I wish they'd had stuff I would have like got, that I would have loved that at school. Yeah, I would have really And it would have found... I tried to start... I genuinely... I was such a nerd. I tried to start a writing club when I was at school. 
<laughs> and like three or seven showed up. <laughs> My friends tried to start um, a cheerleading group at mm. school, but it just didn't really go anywhere. It's really hard to start these kind of things in British schools, I think. Yeah. So she's no one wants. I don't know. When no, I was at school, no one wants to seem like they're interested in anything. Mm. Like, oh my god, I have interest. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm interested in so many things. <laughs> Please let me play with you. <laughs> please, please, can I uh, hyperfocus talk to you about this for an hour, please? <laughs> um. Oh my god, it's so hot. It's really hot. How many have you got left? Right, I've got one more. Okay, I've got two. So, perfect. Should and we... then we can get the fan on. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do, like, one of yours, one of mine, and then one of yours to finish? Okay, yeah. Should we do it that way? Um, but we'll, I'll do this one so we can finish on a high. Mm-hmm. Right, so this is one I finished this morning. So It's fresh. It is fresh. It's called The Mystery of Four by Sam Blake. And it's a, uh, like, a murder mystery. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll read it. Um, <laughs> murder is easy when it doesn't look like murder. Tess Morgan has finally made her dream of restoring beautiful Kelefonora Kilfenora house and gardens into reality. So this is based in Ireland. Yeah. But during rehearsals for the play that forms the opening weekend's flagship event, her dream turns into nightmare when a devastating accident looks set to ruin her carefully laid plans. So basically we follow a few characters and honestly, for the first like third of the book, I was really overwhelmed with all of the characters. It was too much. Yeah. I was like, mm. and because it's done by one narrator, I couldn't even like differentiate a lot of them. So you're not switching, are you switching POVs or no? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a lot. A lot, yeah. And it switches between like, I think it, uh, no, I think it only switches between like three or four characters. That's still a lot. But there's a lot of characters involved as yeah. well. And I just really struggled. And like, they're like, there's daughters and then we follow the daughters and the mum and stuff and I was just like I can't remember who's related to who I don't know why I really struggled with this could have done with like I don't know like a map in the overleaf of how everyone's related or something maybe because I did it as an audio maybe the book does have like a a family family guide or whatever Um, so I'm not going to lie the first third to this I really was not getting along with it and I Mm. considered DNF in it Um, so it follows Tess who has bought this um like stately home and mm. is refurbishing it and the home has like it's in a, a small town in ireland and it's rumored to have a curse on it like there's been loads of stuff happening to yeah. the families of the house and then it also follows clarissa who's an ex um stage and screen star and she has had um a couple of children and we follow one of her children as one of her children yeah Mm. and she uh has like retired to this small town she's got her kids there and her grandchild and then we follow this guy called mark who runs the the who runs the local (laughs) pub right and he's he's like from he's he lived in australia and now he lives in this it's just too much it's too much yeah anyway and people start dying at the house and they're dying in ways that match pe- how people die from the curse. Right. So we're like, is it the curse? Is it someone doing it? Obviously, it's not the curse because mm. it's real life. And there's also, at the same time, they 
the house has a reality TV show that are there because it's related to an old serial killer. It's just too much. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting stressed just thinking about it, and I literally finished it this morning. It was okay. After all that, which it is was okay. It was, it was too much, and it was, and too, it was yeah. okay. Yeah. And the ending, I was like, eh, at least it's done. <laughs> so I think that says it all. Okay. It was well written. I would try something by Sam Blake again. This was not for me. <laughs> yeah, too too many things. Too much. And also, I don't know, maybe I set myself up for something. Maybe I set myself up for disappointment because I do like crime. I like mystery. I don't really like thrillers. Mm. Maybe this is too much on a thriller type. I don't know. Yeah. Not Yeah, would not revisit. Mm. <laughs> so, my Tell last me. one on the update. So, I read The Last Graduate, which is the second book in the Sholomance series oh, by Naomi Novik. Now, isn't it Scholomance? Scholomance? Sh- sh- I don't know. Scholomance? Because I thought like Scholar. Scholomance. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I've been calling it Sholomance in my head. With no authority if that's the right way to do it. It's just the way it's, my head said it. And I was like, that's fine. Hmm? Didn't check it. Um, no, yeah, I'm just... Yeah, and in my head, my head was like, Scholomance. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I'm going to keep saying Sholomance. Yeah, please do. Sholomance. <laughs> Because I don't know if I'm right. So. Well, I don't know if I'm right. I, I could have looked this up, but I didn't. We're not no. professionals. <laughs> so we talked about the first book in this series bloody ages ago, which was... Deadly Education. Deadly Education. I've not read the second one yet. So this is the second book I read. That's what and I now read. my and third, the third is my current read. Oh. I want to reread A Deadly Education before I continue on, because yeah. it was so long ago. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, re- I wish I'd gone back because it did take me a second mm. to catch up. So I, there is little way for me to talk about the plot of the second and third books without spoiling the first, ending of the first. But Maybe just talk about the first. The, so the, in this particular world of these books, there are children who have magic and there are things called mouths that eat children with magic. They, can't, they don't really go after adults because they're too much hard work to kill. So they tend to eat children. So basically your survival chances are very low unless you go into the Sholomance, which is a school that was basically is your best odds as a... So I think your odds are like 70% in the Sholomance of surviving rather than like 30% outside. And she does say these percentages in the book. And it's a school where there are no teachers. It's all magical. They submit sort of assignments to the magical void and it's just it's, it's really hard it's about surviving but the purpose of the school was never meant to be that hard mm. and there are supposed to be there is a machinery that was magical that was supposed to basically clear out some of the mouths and get stop a lot of them getting in and that machinery broke down like 70 years ago and has never been able to be fixed and so when you graduate you it's, basically it's just that no one's even tried to have no they? well they just... didn't they, they did send in various repair oh, crews yeah, you they find did. out yeah, yeah. but those repair crews all died yeah yeah because the graduation hall which is like basically the hall you're just supposed to walk across when you leave ends up being full of these mouths that killed kill you so graduation becomes kind of like a purge run <laughs> and you have to like That's just a good description. you literally have to sprint across this hall and it's full of mouths so then there's all this stuff 
that gets built up over time like you have to make alliances and people to watch your backs to help you get through and if you're not in an alliance you're very likely to die um and our main character is basically she's naturally does dark magic her natural inclination is dark magic and she's fighting that because of a prophecy made about her with all her will so she then she's strictly mana which is like the good magic so good magic is called mana bad magic is called malia and because she's so afraid of the prophecy made about her she's very very strict and she's strict mana whereas everyone else treat cheats just a little bit but not enough to there's certain physical effects when you go too far into dark sorcery mm. but a lot of people just do the low level stuff that doesn't yeah. make you have the physical effects but because of the prophecy she's like strict strict yeah so she makes everything harder for herself yeah and it also hasn't made her a lot of friends because everyone's like vaguely terrified of her but they don't know why mm. and it's because she's a dark sorcerer and they're kind of their hind brain is recognising like threat <laughs> Yeah, um, so she's like trying to build up her mana by like knitting and yeah. doing press ups and stuff. Because it's like it's all a lot of the magic's to do with intention. So because this like task is so hard or annoying, it gets you more mana. Mm. And then there is a guy in the school called Orion who's just really good at killing mouse. Yeah, and he saves her he life and it pisses her off she's yeah. like I'm not some damsel and he's saving by Orion Lake fuck off and she doesn't want to feel like she owes him yeah so Orion, there's yeah. there's things called enclaves so they are safe wizard havens that they're very elitist mm. so there's not because these are built into the void which is the same as the score they're all built into this void out with like just a step away from reality and there's very limited space so in order to get a slot to join these enclaves it's, it's just highly competitive but if you can get in your children are going to more likely to be safe they have better chances of surviving up yeah, until they, they get can, put like, into the show demands share them manner yeah stuff. so they have they have, have mana stores something to it don't you yeah they have mana stores that have been going on for centuries so they have a lot of stored magic that the entire enclave can pull from whereas if you're not in an enclave you've only got what mana you can make yourself yeah and so then you also have people looking out for you yeah and yeah. yeah and you're like you're the entrances to that all the houses are guarded and like so you're more likely to be safe as an adult as well as a child mm. And the enclave system is quite elitist, and it means everyone on the outside is just left to their own devices to die. Mm. And that's how our main character's grown up. She grew up outside of an enclave with her mum, who's very against them, but has never explained her reasons why. And then, so when Orion saves her, he's part of the New York enclave, and she's like, fuck you. Orion! <laughs> but everyone else kind of hero worships Orion, and yeah. no one's ever just been friends with him because of who he is as a person. Yeah. And they kind of strike up a reluctant friendship and New York, the New York Enclave like panics. And he's like, oh, well, you could have a seat with us just because Orion likes you. Yeah, yeah. And like all this kind of stuff. So because this is like the first time he's made a real friend. Yeah, so she goes from being a complete loser and probably going to die in the, uh, the graduation hall to being like everyone knows who she is. Mm-hmm. And as more people take notice of her, more people realise she's a lot more powerful than she's been letting on. Yeah. And um... she makes friends besides Orion where she's forced to begin the spotlight a bit more she just start making friends and the end of the book is basically they decide to go in and fix the machinery so that the graduation class of that year can just get out so they go to the like the the, the seniors who have got all this stored manner and say hey if you give us your stored manner to help us fix the machinery you're more likely to survive yeah we're gonna bring Orion who's really good at killing mouse and he's gonna keep us safe uh, and so 
the second book is the consequences of that because basically a lot of lot more wizard children have survived and the school's not used to supporting that many people uh, and there's just unforeseen consequences oh. of whether or not they succeed I'm not gonna tell you it's just such a interesting concept isn't yeah it? so like her her senior year which is what said book two is is very different from previous senior years because the threat of mouths is less mm-hmm. for various reasons yeah like they literally when they go and get their food they have to check there's yeah. nothing in their food or like when they're washing their hair or whatever yeah so like it's suspiciously it's suspiciously not as threatening mm. and but she is the only person getting attacked by mouths and like the school keeps making openings directly to her and she's like okay the school the school is sort of somewhat sentient and the school is pissed off with her and this is how she she figures out why and she figures out like the purpose of the the school's purpose was to keep the intent and the magic that made the school was to keep as many wizard children alive as possible Mm -hmm. and the Sholomance has been technically doing that in the best way it knows how yeah because of the situation with the mouths that it couldn't fix so it was doing the best it could and then it suddenly found there was another way because they fixed the issue and so the school is like the scent is somewhat sentient is trying to like prompt her to fix the problem because they've realized the school realizes there's someone very powerful she who could, could she fix could it. Do it yeah uh so then it's all about how she fixes the problem that sounds good. And yeah, book three has been then the consequences of how they fix the problem. Yeah, it is the consequences of my own action. And uh, I genuinely can't figure out where this book is going or how it's going to end. Oh, how far are you? Oh, oh really, my god! That, you, I told you, you I thought I might finish it. Not even yeah, like a quarter left. Like, I think if I hadn't been as tired last night, I would have finished it. That's exciting. But oh. I literally cannot figure out where it's going. Which I really like, but it's not in a badly written way. No, it's just no, in like, just, yeah, yeah, shit is going down. That sounds good. Yeah, it's really good. And I really like the, the narrator. I felt like I was talking for ages then. You were. <sighs> and you're like passionately talking about it as well. They're good books, guys. Yeah. They're very, yeah, kind of, again, a bit hungry gazing, divergent y, but they're in a magic school for wizards. Yeah. They're very marmite. People mm. either love it or hate it, and I can understand why people. My hate only it. complaint about the second book would be there is a lot of time spent about like the scheming around making alliances and the scheming about the plan when they realise that graduation isn't going to be the same for them. So there's there's lots of like scheming and alliances and planning going on. So there's a lot of that. It's like I could just skip past those paragraphs. Mm. There's a lot of that. That's my only complaint about the second book. Yeah, people who don't like it tend to say tend to not like it because um, what is she called? L. Mm. It's just an unlikable character. But she is. But she's dark yeah, sorceress, which is fine, and like, she's fighting that with every yeah. part of her. But she is a bit of a bitch. Yeah. So if but you she admits she's a bitch. So I can understand that people why people some people don't like it because yeah, she she she, do, is, she does make yeah. some poor choices or she does treat the people around her like less good but then you you're inside her head and realize how hard she's trying yeah <laughs> so the last book i'm going to talk about is called bella bright and the ghost game by carolyn ward so this is a uh, middle grade book mm-hmm. and this is like my start my spooky read so this is a fantasy with Sorry, I had a mouthful of water and yeah. I thought that really distracted you then. No, I was waiting for you to drink it. <laughs> it's like fantasy, horror. It's this spoopy, it's ghosts. So 
Mm-hmm. 11-year-old Bella Bright has just moved into Darklyn House in Castleton. On her first day at a new school, she is spotted by a pair of manipulative mean girls, Skylar and Reagan. They push her into inviting them to a Halloween sleepover. Another much friendlier girl, Lex, comes to Bella's rescue and offers to join a sleepover to support Bella, who is delighted to be making a real friend. On Halloween night, things start getting spooky for the four girls when the huge front door appears to shut itself and their mobile phones lose signal. They decide to order pizza using a landline, but a hair-raising whisper comes down the line. Skylar suggests they play hide-and-seek, but as she utters the words, the house appears to wobble and they discover all the exits are impossibly locked. Bella searches the manor and a ghostly teenage girl appears in front of her. She reveals herself to be Alice, a young girl who died in a house 150 years ago during a game of hide-and-seek gone terribly wrong. She has hidden Bella's three friends and gives Bella a rhyming clue to find them in the enormous and carnivorous house. Bella has until midnight. After that, Alice will keep the girls as their playmates forever. It's oh. really fun. It's got some really good illustrations in it as well. Mm. Um, and I got sent like a little influencer pack with it. I think I saw this really, on your Instagram. Yeah, so it came with a letter that you're not supposed to read until you finish the book. I haven't actually opened it yet. Oh my god, so, that's so I need exciting. to do that. You need to read it. Yeah, it's on my bookshelf and I forgot to open the letter, so I need to do that, see what's in it. But yeah, and it came with um, like some little chocolate eyes and some little spiders. Yeah. It's just really cute. Yeah, I did see this on your Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just like fun. <laughs> so is that, is that already out or is it coming out? That came out on the 31st of August, so okay. that's out now. Oh. Yeah, so I recommend the main character's 11, so I would say middle grade, I would say from age 7 or 8 mm. to whatever. Well, how scary do you I think mean, it is? Um, I mean, it, obviously that's kind of subjective. Oh, yeah. uh, it is quite spooky. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would say like if if your kid is uh, a little bit nervous, yeah, maybe wait till they're like ten or eleven. Yeah, but yeah, okay. it was it was fun. Sounds good. I just yeah, I'm so ready for spooks. I'm so ready for it. You're ready for autumn. <laughs> I'm so ready, and this weather is upsetting me greatly. To be fair, you think I'd like autumn and Halloween because that's just when my birthday mm. is. Mm. But no, but you are a summer girl. You're a summer child. Oh, summer, sweet summer child. I am a summer child. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go lie in the sun like a lizard. Yeah. And I'm like, Skin I want to wear a jumper, sit under a blanket and drink a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> or hot chocolate with marshmallow. It's like one time I was like, I'd, when we were on holiday, and I was just like, I was on the sunbed and I just kind of stretched and I smiled. And he was like, what's, like, this person I'm dating was with me. And he was like, what are you smiling about? And I was like, I feel like a just cat. Just life. I feel this like a good. cat. Yeah. In a hot sun patch. That's how I feel right now. I'm happy. And he was like, what? And I was like, if I was a cat, I'd be purring. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. stop asking questions. <laughs> like, I've described what's happening. I've described exactly much how I, how I feel say. like. Yeah. That's how I feel. I feel that's like a cat. I'm done. I feel like a cat in a hot sun patch. Just like, mmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I am, I am kind of sick of being hot all the time, though. I will admit. I'm not enjoying It's gone on a bit long. <laughs> Because the week we had bad weather, I went to a place with hot weather. Yeah, you haven't noticed your break yet. Yeah. So I am I'm a bit... I'd like it to be just a little bit cooler. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be wearing jumpers. I hate jumpers. But pre-jumper weather, where it's just like, I can walk around comfortably. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, that's what we've been reading recently. Oh, yeah. Um, follow us on um Instagram, TikTok. Follow our story graphs, um, our personal Instagram. All of them are linked in our card, and then you can keep up to date on what we're reading. If you have any suggestions, go to our website and you can send us a message from there or DM us anywhere. The website's lazybookcloverspodcast.wordpress.com. Please, please, please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. It will really help us. It will get us boosted up in the algorithm so more people can find us and we would really appreciate it. Especially if you leave um, a text bit of your review because then they boost it even more. You don't even have to talk about the podcast. You can just literally put in what your current read is. We would love that. And um, we will yeah, follow us everywhere. Join our Facebook group. We're going to try and actually yeah, if you do actually something came there, there. We so please. There. <laughs> yeah, we would love to build a little community there. Yeah. Um, cool. Thank you for joining us this week, and we will speak to you next week for the big nine zero. Yeah. Oh, my God. 90. Oh, that's... We didn't really do anything for our two-year anniversary, did we, either? Because we were both really busy. No, I think we just tend to stick to the episode numbers, don't we, rather than... We did do something last year. We just did a post on Instagram. But yeah, we hit our two year anniversary and we're hitting 90 episodes. What are we going to. Oh, what should we do we for need episode to do 100? For 100, yeah. We have to do something big. Can, can you guys give us suggestions? Yes, yeah, suggestions I'm, for episode I'm running 100. out of silly things we can do. Maybe you could. Maybe we could do like. If everyone, if anyone that cares, send us like a request for an episode and we'll do like a viewer's requested episode or something. Just give us. Talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> Come to our Facebook group and chat. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Right, speak to you later. Bye.